Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Yes, our faith is on fire and we're working on you. It's a little hey, joke we say on the show. But yeah, we're working on, we desire that everybody increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's what equates to your faith being on fire. Back to being filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will. And we were just talking about before the broadcast what it means to have faith in God. And and, and I wanted to start here. I'm gonna work my we're gonna work our way backwards. I'm gonna start at Matthew 6, 33. That's what Jesus summed it up, but he said a lot of things previous to that. So, and this is the first part of the year, and here's what I know about the first. The first sets the course for everything else. If I tell you uh this is my firstborn, that lets you know uh, there must be a second born or a third born. So the first basically sets the course of everything else. And again, this is January, the f- first month of the year. And I just want to encourage hearers, man, believers, to, 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 to do what Jesus said in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. So commit this first part of the year to the Lord is say, hey, I don't like to say make resolutions, but set new goals the first part of this year. Hey, I'm going to spend a little more time in my Bible studies, a little more time in prayer, in, in just in a nutshell, a little more time and not just hearing the word, but doing the word. And we were just saying before the broadcast how a lot of people and Christians, they'll say, I, I believe in God. And what they're really saying is, I believe that God exists because this is what God this is what God means when he say, have faith in me, believe in me. He means to have faith in me, trust in me, and, and trust what I say in my word. Right, believe me. Yeah, believe me. That's what it means to, to have faith in God and to be a believer. Yeah, I have faith in my wife. I have faith in my kids. I have faith in different people I, because I believe what they say they're right. going to do. And, 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 and again, they have a track record of coming through. <laughs> well, see, you know, and I use the example a lot. When you're in the swimming pool and your kids, little kids standing on the side and you're telling them to jump, they have faith in you. That if they gonna, don't believe that you're going to catch they them, budging. they're not jumping. But because they have faith in you, because you've always been there for them, then they trust you enough to I'm jump. I'm glad you said that because a lot of Christians go and say, or people say they have faith in God, but they won't do what God told them to do. They right. won't they step won't forth. They won't jump and start a new business. They won't jump. To forgive somebody. They won't jump to, to lay hands and pray for others. They won't jump to go study the scriptures to show themselves approved. So how can you say you got faith in God when you don't do nothing God said in his word well, to do? Know, and we were talking about this before we came on the air. There's a difference between believing in God and having faith in God. Right. Because the demons believe. But they ain't going to do nothing that God said. Right. That's how Satan got cast out of heaven. He, he wanted to exalt himself above God, and God said, oh, nobody should even have phantom trying to exalt himself. Don't even have that thought. 
and Satan did that, and we know all other stuff he did. He got cast out and took, what, a quarter of the angels with him? Third, yeah. A third of the angels. So again, so this broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire, and we're going to always reiterate having faith in God equates to having faith in his word. Because God in his word, like we always say, is like wet and water. You can't say, give me a glass of water and hold the wet. Now, you can go to a restaurant and say, give me a, a cheeseburger and hold the, the pickles and onions. You can say, hold the tartar sauce, hold the ketchup, but you can't say, give me a glass of water and hold the wet. It comes with it. You get some water, you're going to get some wet with it. You get God, you're going to get his word. And how I know that, I'm, I'm going to take you real quick to, to John chapter 1. Look what he tells us in John 1, 1. Real quick, John chapter 1, verse 1. I'm moving in my Bible here. Luke is a long chapter. But anyway, look what he says in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He called himself the Word. <laughs> then he tells us to have faith in his Word. So, And then he says, and all things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. And in him was life. And the life was the light of man. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness was not comprehended. But I wanted to drop down to where it says, uh, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Where was that at right here? Oh, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. We know where he's referring to Jesus. Jesus is the living word of God. God loves the word so much he named Jesus the word. So that tells us he must want us to have some faith in his word. Look, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So the word became flesh and that's what God wants his word to become flesh in us. Jesus said it in John 15. I am the branch. You are the vine. And then he summed it up. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. Hmm. I can ask what my will, according to his word. So a lot of Christians are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, the scripture says, because they don't have the knowledge of the Lord's will. In Colossians, he tells us to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will, it, which equates to be filled with the, the word of God. Scripture says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. That's in Colossians. So God really puts a lot of value on his word. And he wants us to amen to that. <laughs> Yeah, pop up. He wants and nobody's in here. And he wants us to uh to have faith in his word. So when we say have faith in God, he's saying, have faith in my word. And God gave us, and Peter says he's given us exceeding great and precious promises through the knowledge of him, through his word. That's why all the promises. Philippians 4. Well, right. Philippians 4:19, Philippians 4:13. We have all these promises. And from his word. Once again, do I believe them or not? See, this all goes back, and, and we've talked about this before, all goes back to am I going to live by faith or am I going to live by sight? Right. <laughs> because my sight can tell me all kinds of things. And, and So are you going to believe your sight or are you right. going to believe the word? Because my sight says, man, I got a pile of bills here and there's no hope. And there's, the word says all your needs are met. Your word says seek first the kingdom and all these things 
debt cancellation, bills paid off will be added to you. So you go to the doctor and he says, you got to take this pill for the rest of your life. And so your site says, well, the doctor knows best. I got to take but this the pill word for the says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our pieces upon him and by his stripes were healed. Well, it I'm says that in Isaiah 54 I mean, and in Peter. You know, you talk to people and, this, and the doctor will tell them they have to take some kind of medication. And you'll say, you know, there's herbs that do that same thing. And they'll say, yeah, but the doctor told me herbs don't work. So, so you got more faith in what the doctor said than the word, what the word of God said. Because we know God put the herbs on underground. And he, Adam and Eve didn't have no medication. All they needed was in God had already provided. And here's the thing. His name is Jehovah Jireh. That means God, the Lord, our provider. Well, he still many, provides. How many people do you talk to that the doctor told them they needed to take something for their whole life? And, and once again, we are not telling people, go flush all your medication down the toilet. That's not what we're saying. But how many times do you talk to people and they say, well, the doctor told me I have to take this for the rest of my life. And they never even consider praying or having other people pray for them that they'll be healed and not have to take it. They don't even think about that. It's like, well, the doctor said I have to take it. So there's no possibility that I won't ever have to take it. So I just have to realize that I have to take it. And they never even think about praying that they don't have well, to they, or they having think, other people pray for them. And, and, and as Christians, they don't think about James. That's why the scripture says study to show yourself approved. What he's saying is study the word of God and show yourself approved. I mean, you're going to get some manifestation. But look what he says in James 5, 14. Is anyone among you sick? Now, this is the seek ye first. This is what he tells you to do first. Let him or her call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. That's the name of Jesus. Look, 15. And the prayer of faith will save or heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. At the, and if he committed any sin, be forgiven. So that's what I'm supposed to do first. Instead of calling 911, Calling the doctor, I need to call on Dr. Jesus because he's the healer. I need to call for some elders. And elders are not the old people on the front row of the church. Elders are those who are spiritually mature like me and Pastor Richard Hort Jr. Call for people like the people of like precious faith, people that actually really do believe the word. Call them and ask them to, to administer James 5, 14 through 15 to administer that. Remember, you want to administer those prescriptions. No, you need some. Prescriptures. It's the gospel. You need the gospel, the good news. He said, let them lay hands, anoint them with oil, lay hands on them, and pray the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith equates to that Isaiah 54. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, the chest times our peace upon him, by his stripes we are healed. Pray that. Because God watches over his word to perform it. He said, pray that and, and they'll, they'll be healed. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. Do I believe that? Because if I believe that, I'm going to do it. If I don't believe it, I'm calling the, I'm going to the doctor first. <laughs> so that's where the rubber meets the word. You can be hearers only or, or hearers and doers. So if I believe it, I'm going to actually do it. Hey, I'm going to be the first one on Sunday. Can y'all pray for me? I got some issues. I'm being in compliance with the word. And we did that just, you know, Sunday at service. And I always tell people, here's the seek you first right here. You got some Come on, I, I'm a believer. I, I got some oil right here. I'll anoint you. I'll lay hands. I'll pray the prayer of faith. And when after I'm done, you just need to declare, I receive that and walk away praising the Lord, thanking him. That's it. And keep thanking him until manifestation come. Now, see here, and here's the thing that a lot of churches don't do this. And we do this in our church. We pray for people. And actually, 
gather around them and, and lay that's, hands. That's, anybody that's scriptural. Who, that's any, biblical. Anybody who wants to do that. What so, a lot of times people will say, yeah, but man, that just throws your order of service off. That you know, because you could be spending all your time doing that, and it's almost as if, what are we really there for? Are we there to for a program to do a program where the show runs smooth and nothing gets out of order, nothing gets out of place? Well, well you can get stuck. You can get stuck in that type of tradition, and it, it, and it seems religious now because that's what you do in the program. Remember this. One of the guys said, you know, he came dressed a funny way and he said, he went to pray, say, Lord, you know, they wouldn't accept me in the church. They won't let me in the building. And the Lord replied, yeah, I've been trying to get in there for 20 years too. <laughs> they won't let me in. So sometimes right. you got to get, I had to do that this Sunday. I had something prepared when I got there to the building. God says, no, I want you to do this. I had to get myself out the way. Let him, okay, Lord, do what you want to do. Well, there's a joke around our church, especially with the elders that, um, and they'll say, well, we need to run smooth today because I we talk about it isn't we're not there so it'll go smooth, right? You know, mm. because when you say what, well, yeah, we want church to go smooth, that means everything happens just in perfect order, and we nobody, get out right at we gonna get out right at one. Nobody does anything that they're not supposed to do. Nobody says anything they're not supposed to do. Nothing happens that's not supposed to happen. You know, you stand up when you're supposed to stand up. You sing when you're supposed to sing. You sit down when you're supposed to sit down. Everything mm. ran smooth. It went smooth the Man, day. It passed went smooth. Up. We didn't have it. It didn't even go over even for a minute. It went smooth. And I keep telling them, we're not here just to go smooth. And so that's kind of the joke around our church now is that, oh yeah, we we got to go smooth today. <laughs> and so, but when you do, because what'll happen is the same thing that happened to us last Sunday, and it's a good thing is that one person gets prayed for and then somebody else wants to be prayed for. Then same somebody thing happened else wants in our to be service prayed too. for. That same thing happened in our and service. And pretty soon now, oh, wait a minute, Pastor. You know, we usually only got allowed for five, six minutes here for prayer. Now you're talking about 10, 15. We're taking up too much time for prayer. You can't take up too much time for prayer. Because he said, if any sick among us. <laughs> right. Let, 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 let's do this. And if God wants to, if the Lord wants to have a, turn your service into a healing service, let it be. Remember, be it unto me as you have spoken. Remember, his kingdom come. His will be done right here on earth in your building as it's done in heaven. And in heaven, ain't nothing but divine healing and health going on. So that's what God wants to do. He wants to show up in, in and through us and in our service. And we have to let him. You know, it may not well, see, that, that That's part of it right there. You have to let him. Yeah. Because he's a gentleman. He won't, he ain't gonna, he won't he force gonna, you. Yeah, he ain't going to force you to do it. You're going to welcome me? And I say that every Sunday. Lord, I say it in front of everybody. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. I We invite you here. Touch, heal, deliver, set free. Do what you want to do in this service. I, I go ahead and give it. I go ahead and, and sign off. <laughs> sign off right there. Here, it's yours. Do what you want to do. Think through my mind. Speak through my vocal cords too. None of me and all of you. Because remember, it's his church. We're the body of Christ. We've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. We've been bought with a price. We're not our own. So don't go try to run your program. Yes, you want to have some structure, you know, to a service. But God say, hey, I want you to do this. Well, yield to that. But back to the word. But anyway, it's a new year. We want to encourage listeners to start the new year off. Set some new God goals. I, I tell people, I talked about this yesterday as service, you know. It. New year, start off by fasting. Consecrate that first because the first dictates the rest. And again, for our listeners too, I want to share this with you as well. Set some new goals for the new year. This is the first. Don't set no resolutions. They fail, but set some new goals, you know. 
And I, I set my goals up in, in the quadrant. I got first, back to the seek you first. So first I got ministry goals or God goals. And then I got family goals. And then I got business or work goals. And then that last quadrant, I got personal goals. So that's four areas. My first, I'm going to have me some God goals. My God goals might, you know, I'm going to spend a little more time being not just a hearer only of the word, but a doer. I, I, I'm going to forgive people a little more this year. <laughs> that's the goal. Well, see, and, and you talk about believing God. See, my, my sight tells me I'm not going to forgive those people. They were too right. mean to me. That's what they, they they mistreated me too much. I'm not going to forgive them. But faith says, God says to forgive them. Vengeance belongs to him. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to increase my faith this year. I'm going to start being, again, not just a hearer only, but a doer of the word. I'm going to increase in my righteousness. You know, I mean, in, in, in doing the things that Lord told me, do you can't increase in your righteousness because once you're saved, you're declared righteous, and that's just it. Can't get no more righteous. Right. <laughs> it's like you can't get no more uh, human. Zit. <laughs> you don't get no more. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, set those ministry goals, some family goals, some business or work goals. You know, I'm going to show up on time. Well, you know, and <laughs> we talked a couple of weeks ago what I told people, even if you don't do any other goal, the first goal you want is this year I'm going to believe God. No matter what my sight says, no matter what my family tells me, what no matter what I've always believed my whole life, I'm going to believe God. And and not only that, that's what this broadcast is about. I I want a greater understanding of what it it means to believe God, and that's to have faith in His Word. That means if you're going to believe God, you got to go in His Word and start studying what He said. That's the only way you're going to believe Him. You can't believe Him by osmosis. Uh, he always, I just hear from God all the time. No, you're going to hear from him when you read his word, because this is what Hebrews 4.12 says. His word is living and it's powerful. So when you start studying it, partaking of it, feeding on it, it's going to start speaking to that inward man, that inner man. This scripture says, though the outward man is perishing, yet the inner man is being renewed day by day. What's being renewed is you're feeding on it. You're feeding it, because whatever you feed is going to grow. Yeah, so he says, feed on my word. That's what Jesus said. Eat a, drink of my blood and eat of my flesh. Abide in me and allow my words to abide in you. The words, it says in John 15, have to abide in you. And that's what's going to increase your revelation of the truth. That's what's going to increase your faith. That's going to increase how your, your conversation is going to change now. You're going to start speaking in line with kingdom folk. Again, remember, seek ye first the kingdom. Kingdom folk talk different. They walk different. They respond different. That's why he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to renew your mind to the, the word of God. That's what's going to transform you. So he gave us this book called the Bible with 66 books in it. Man, God had a lot to say. He had a whole lot to say. And, he, and look at mine. He had a lot to say, Richard, and he wants us to feed on it every day. I tell people, feed your faith, starve your doubt. Feed it. And how you feed it is simple. Anybody can open up their book. And I tell people this, if you, I was one of those don't really like to read unless it's something interesting to me and the word of God is interesting to me, interesting to me. So I'll read it, but I'm an audible learner. You can get the Bible on CD tape. What else they got? iPod. If you're a listener, you can, you can hear it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing that word. You can get it in different formats now. DVD, man, you go to the Christian bookstore. <laughs> you can get all kinds. So ain't no excuse in America I don't have access to the word. Well, well I just, can't read. We just don't have time. See, that's the biggest excuse for most people is they just don't have time. 
You know, they're, they got to go to work. They got to take care of the kids. They got to keep the house up. They just have, they, for most people, see, and all the devil has to do is convince you that you got plenty of time. Don't worry about it today. You can catch up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about tomorrow. You can catch up the next day. All he has to do is convince you that, ah, oh, don't worry about and it. And he's going to do a great out. job that because he don't want you to get in the word. The oh, scripture no. says, Jesus talked about it in Mark 4. And when you talk about the sore, so at the word, talking about the word coming into you, he says, and some seed fell by the wayside. And he, he explained what the wayside meant. It says the devil came immediately and steal that word. So when you get a thought about studying the word, the devil going to come and snatch that thought yeah, from you. he doesn't like that. He's going he gonna to replace it with another one. Oh, you can do that tomorrow. Right, don't he worry stole about it. it. He stole, okay. Right, he stole the seed fact, already. You can do that later. Hey, and later or never happens. You can, you can pray later. Right. You know, and how many times, and, and people listen to them and know they've done this, how many times people, you lay your head in the pillow, you're going to say your prayers, you lay your head in the, your Lord, right. you know, you're, you're conked out for you. You done went through your whole day, you ain't <laughs> had no conversation with your Abba Father who art in heaven. You haven't made any, you haven't studied his word. And that's what we talk about, people saying, I believe God, I'm a believer. You're not a believer if you're not studying what he said. You don't know what the promises are. And that's why I tell people. Your promises are found in his word. Right. Believe God rather than believe in God. Right. Because believe. if you believe in God, yeah, 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 well, yeah, I believe in God. No, believe, believe God, God means I'm going to believe God. I'm, whatever he says, I'm going to... Abraham is a perfect example. Abraham's at home. He's got family there. He's got friends there. He's got his flocks and herds there. He's got a home there. He's got everything. He speaks the language. He knows what's going on. And God tells him to go. But not just go, but to go to this land that he's not going to tell him exactly where it is till he gets there. He's not going to own any of it. His offspring are going to own it, but he won't. Mm-hmm. And God just tells him to go. So what happens? Abraham believes God. And that the Bible tells us is why it was credited to him as righteousness. But he believes God. When God says to go to this land, I'm going to give it to your offspring. Abraham actually believes God. And goes. The way we know he believed God is he went. And, and, and again, that's back to faith without works is dead. If right. you say you have faith in God and you have no and corresponding you go, action. You don't go, then how? You don't do. You know, I, I, I used this example last week at church. If you really felt like God called you to the mission field right now in the Middle East, some country in the Middle East, and you told all your family and friends, God is calling me. I think I'm going to go to the mission field in some Middle Eastern country. Most of your family and friends are going to say, are you stupid? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Have you lost your mind? Mm-hmm. Why would you go to the middle? It's too dangerous. It's, there's no way that you should ever go because it is just way too dangerous to go. And most people would say, you know what? That's right. I mean, it's just way too dangerous to go. God called all kinds of people throughout the Bible to go do things that were dangerous, to go to places that might they, harm might come to them. And yet they went. And Abraham, God calls him, he goes. Today, we would rationalize it, and we would say, you know, I, I probably won't speak the language, and it probably wouldn't work out that good, and, you know, I can do more here at home, so I think I'll just stay. Abraham could have had all those excuses. You know what? All my stuff is here, my family's here, my friends are here, everybody knows. I could be more used to God just staying here where I am than going off to some land that I don't even know where I'm going. So I think I'll just stay home. Mm-hmm. No, he believes God and he goes. And speaking of Abraham, 
here in Romans 4, it talks about that a little. Romans chapter 4, verse 13, it says, For the promise that he, referring to Abraham, would be the heir of the world, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. And we're going to say that's the census. But through the righteousness of faith. I'm going to drop down to verse 18. Who contrary to hope, in hope believe. He said, contrary to hope, meaning contrary to what things look like, Right. I, I ain't gonna look at that. I, I'm still put hope is the substance of thing. Faith is the substance you hope for. The evidence is not seeing. I'm still gonna hope and put faith in what God says. So contrary to, you know, my wife being a hundred years old, barren, me being a hundred something, and not being able to do nothing, I'm still gonna believe God and me and my wife gonna have a baby. Not only that, we know He did it again as He got the promised child. God tells him to go sacrifice him. Abraham still did what God told him to do. He acted on what the Lord said. Well, Hebrews 11 says that by faith he did that because he reckoned that God could bring him back right. from the dead. Back to... And in fact, it says he did receive him back from the dead. Back to 18. Who contrary to hope, in hope believe. Look, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. God had already spoke that to him previous to that. So shall, go where I'm going to show you, I'm going to make you mighty on the earth. So Abraham's saying, well, how are you going to make me mighty on earth if I got to kill my son? Well, regardless, well, if God tells me to kill him, he actually believed God was able to resurrect him too. Right. That's what Hebrews 11 yeah, tells us. Right. That he believed that God could raise him. So he's like, okay, God, I'll go ahead and kill him. I, I know you are the resurrection and the life. So contrary to hope, what the circumstance said, I'm still going to go ahead and have some faith in you and do it. And that's the way we need to be. Contrary to what the circumstances, what the facts say, I'm still going to believe the truth of your word. All things work together for the good. Yes, I'm going through this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I ain't going to fear no evil because you said you're going to never leave me or forsake me. You're going to comfort me. So I'm going to still have faith. His scripture says in Corinthians, he always causes us to triumph. He always gives us the victory. I got to put faith in that when I'm going through life, trials and tribulations, persecutions, whatever. I got to still have trust and confidence that God's going to bring me out of this and bring me out on top. That's the way that's how Abraham thought. OK, God told me this back there. So I'm going to keep having faith and confidence in what he said back in what he said in through his word. And then back to the beginning In the beginning was the word. We got to have faith and confidence in the word of God. And if you don't know the word of God, how can you have faith and confidence in something you don't know? You have to know that the Bible says that he shall right. supply all your needs yeah, if, if you don't, in glory in Christ. To, if you don't know that, you're never going to believe it. Back to my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If you don't have the knowledge of the Lord's will, how can you say you got faith in him? I can accomplish all things through him who strengthens right. me. If you don't know the Bible right. says that, then there's no hope that you're ever going to do it. And he tells us in Ephesians, okay, well, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, this new year, keep seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All things will be added to you and keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.